You're on Radio 1, 91 FM, the voice of the University of Otago student population. And in the news uh, over the past couple of days, we have been hearing a lot about Christmas Island. Uh, The name makes it sound like a, a wonderful, fantastical place full of presents and elves, but in fact, it is the exact opposite of that. A Guantanamo-like detention center, originally for refugees, but now housing New Zealand citizens due to be deported as well. And we wouldn't know nearly as much as we know about this situation over there uh, of our fellow citizens if it wasn't for Labor Member of Parliament Kelvin Davis, who I have with me on the phone right now. How are you, Kelvin? Good, I'm good, thank you. And, wow, uh, you just went over to Christmas Island a little less than two weeks ago uh, to have a look at this fastly developing situation um, of the New Zealand detainees there. We were all outraged as a country when we heard that Australia was, um, you know, taking these measures and not sort of cutting any slack for uh, the mateship uh, experience between Kiwis and Australians over the decades. Um, But there was no way to know that it was going to explode like this. Or maybe there was. When you were there, what did it seem like? Was this an inevitability? Uh, This is definitely uh, what was always going to happen. When I met with the detainees, I met with eight of them on Christmas Island, and they were angry, they were scared, they're sick of being abused, they're traumatised. They said that they were prepared to riot it wasn't going to be a planned riot. They said that something's going to happen, uh, a guard is going to go too far, something will happen to a detainee, and people will retaliate. And this is what happens when you coop people up and treat them like animals. And, uh, the, you know, eventually if you prod, a, prod something uh, long enough, it's going to bite back at you, and these guys have bitten back. But, you know, what's, what's really sad is that uh, Minister Dutton, the uh, Australian Immigration Minister, will just be smiling and uh, patting himself on the back because now he'll be saying, well, look, this is what these animal New Zealand criminals uh, are doing. It justifies why we've been so hard on them. The reality is, is if he had treated people with a bit of uh, humanity right from the outset, this would never, ever have happened. But let me just say one other thing, too, because Christmas Island in itself is a wonderful place. It's a jewel in the uh, Indian Ocean. It's just got this... This jewel has just got this horrible floor in it, and that is the detention center. Now, these detention centers, as you said, um, some of the inmates felt like it was inevitable because of the guards going too far. Um, These aren't your standard prison, um, and John Key in the House the other day kind of... uh, put up a false equivalency uh, when he suggested, um, you know, if Australians were in Paremoremo, we wouldn't act any differently. But this is an offshore detention center run by a private security company with a horrible track record. I mean, this is Circo. We talked to you about Circo just a few months ago and all of the um, nefarious practices they had been up to quotas, cost-cutting, basically treating not only the prisoners like animals, but the guards like animals as well, and kind of pitting them against each other. When you're off on a remote island with no oversight, and you're employing nationals of third-world countries that don't have the same rule of law, it's not surprising that these type of situations develop. 
No, that's right. And the Prime Minister was just so disingenuous. Look, he's um, upset because he's been caught out. He's weak and he's gutless around this whole issue. Now, if we were detaining Australians on the Campbell Islands, say, and allowing them to be beaten and abused, I would fully expect the Australian government to come down on us like a ton of bricks. But what, you know, has John Key gone down, come down on the uh, uh, Australian government like a ton of bricks? No, he hasn't even come down like a, a feather pillow. He is just weak and insipid and in standing up for basically human rights, whether they're New Zealanders or anyone else. He has, he has just rolled over and he's parroting off Malcolm Turnbull and Peter Dutton's uh, horrible lines that they're all murderers and rapists. That is, you know, He's been caught out lying because uh, it's been found out that there is not one murderer, not one rapist on um, Christmas Island. It is just an outright blatant lie from a Prime Minister who is out of his depth and struggling to actually uh, just admit the fact that he's got it all wrong. There was universal disgust kind of um, expressed you know, from across the right and left spectrum uh, in the opinion pages after his outburst. But it wasn't just an outburst. It was a calculated um, meme that he had sort of vetted with his advisors, and you could tell that because he kept going back to it. He used the word, you know, you're backing the rapists uh, no less than three times in that tirade, and it wasn't as if it was something that slipped out and he thought, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. He just went all in. Correct. It is a political strategy to totally divert... Uh, attention away from his uh, hopelessness. Yeah, he's just been absolutely useless on it, and uh, it is a political strategy to just totally uh, make people focus on some other thing. But he's also, it's also the politics of fear, where you create an enemy, and uh, regardless of whether the the um, it's true or not, he's created an enemy, and now. Uh, people think that those guys on uh, Christmas Island are, um, are murderers and rapists and they deserve what they get. And it's just totally false. And, you know, the, the country needs to hold, hold the Prime Minister to account for his lies. It's just totally unacceptable um, to, to say that about people. Now, I've, you know, I've been in contact with families of the, t- the detainees and they're just absolutely upset that their family names are being dragged uh, through the mud because everyone's now saying well your son's a, uh, a a rapist or a murderer you know there's one guy and I've written a bit about him he um, he actually did a plea bargain uh, for assault and uh, you know that's what landed him in prison and then upon getting to prison uh, getting out of prison he was sent to Christmas Island you know he plea bargained just to get a reduced sentence but it's just backfired spectacularly for the poor kid um you know, the, the human rights abuses are human rights abuses, whether they're happening over in the Middle East or whether they're happening in Australia. And you would think that we would have a leader with the moral fibre to actually stand up to um, his friends. You know, it's one thing to criticise enemies. Uh, it's a lot harder to criticise friends. But Andrew Little's going over to Australia, I think it's either next week or the week after, to sit in front of these select committees uh, and uh, give them uh, a piece of his mind. He's also going to go over and visit uh, detainees in Villawood Detention Centre. This is the other thing. Uh, no, no one representing the government, no MPs from the government, have been over to see the conditions these people uh, are enduring or have um, you know, 
been to talk to the people themselves and see that they're actually uh, people who've got into pub fights, uh, people who you know uh, disqualified while driving, um, oh, you know, a number of of petty things, and then you even get the case of the, that soldier who's um, uh, hasn't been charged with any crime in New Zealand or Australia. Just and, guilt by association. He's been detained. It's crazy. Now, cynically using uh, rape or you know the fear of rape rhetoric as a weapon uh, is disgusting enough, but um, it really shows that John Key values his relationship with millionaire mates like Malcolm Turnbull over the welfare of his own citizens. And as you said, you know, human rights extend to everyone. And the measure of the the civilization of a society is actually how much they extend the human rights to people that they don't like. Um, so we've seen where Australia stands on this. And, you know, we know the New Zealand public disagrees with this, but our representative um, isn't exactly representing us. In Christmas Island, uh, in places like Manaus, uh, all of these offshore detention centers, previously, I mean, this has been going on for a long time. These, these beatings, these inhumane treatments, uh, it's almost over a decade old, but it used to be only immigrants, refugees, brown foreign people from third world countries. And, you know, people kind of heard about it, but it was more effectively covered up. Now that it's New Zealand citizens being subjected to this, um, there's you know, even greater outrage. And if it wasn't for the New Zealanders there now, basically it sounds like this riot was all kicked off because the guards were beating up some defenseless refugees. And the New Zealanders who come from a country with rule of law and know a little bit about what's acceptable and what's not happened to be there this time and said, we're not going to stand, we're not going to just let this happen. And they stepped in. And if it wasn't for that, it would just be another beating Another murder of some refugees, like happened on Manus not long ago. Um, so it seems like we sh we actually uh, you know owe a debt of gratitude to these Kiwis for standing up for those less defenseless than them. And it's interesting that we've been able to hear what's actually going on from these detainees. We didn't really hear from them much before, but then you went over there and established some contacts. Is that why we're able to get some more accurate information uh, out of what's happening now? Yeah, look, the, the whole idea of the trip was to get information, to make contacts, to, you know, expose what is going on. Now, if nothing was going on, you know, I would have come back and let it die. But, you know, I've been there, I've seen it, I've spoken to the guys, I've looked in their eyes, I've seen the despair. You know, I've had, uh, you know, uh, the big Samoan guy burst into tears in front of me telling me about his experiences. You know, like, you can't not be moved uh, by that, and let, let me tell you, you know, people say, well, he was there, he's, you know, he committed a crime. Well, he um, was uh, in prison for an assault, and he got out and uh, on parole, and he was walking with his daughter along the street when they came across, a, uh, well, saw a man beating up on his partner, his, his wife or his girlfriend, and his daughter said, Dad, look at that, you've got to do something. So he went over and broke it up and was charged with assault, which sent him back to prison and got him into the detention centre. You know, so here's a guy who's a hero breaking up a domestic violence situation and for his, um, you know, for his act of bravery, he gets thrown in a detention centre. You know, look, when laws... You know, I'm, I'm someone who believes in the rule of law. 
but when the rule, uh, when the when the law has no morals, no no value, you know, it doesn't value human rights. You've got to make a stand, and if you you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Well, we are really, really grateful to you uh, standing up and the Greater Labor Party. Uh, you know where John Key is showing that he has no backbone. And, you know, I've run the numbers that the Herald kind of put out there, and we've seen a little bit more refined numbers this morning. As you said, no actual murders or rapists of the Kiwis on Christmas Island. In fact, only one pedophile out of 40. Uh, That means 39 of them there are actually more like normal Kiwis. And if you look at the numbers, about a third of the nearly 600 New Zealanders in detention centers all around Australia are there for drugs or other nonviolent offenses. Uh, you know, Andrew Little mentioned someone in there who uh, was for cannabis supply. And there's about 50 people, when you add up all the numbers of the um, offenses they've committed, there's 50 that are unaccounted for. Uh, like this soldier that we heard about, uh, you know, there's about 10% of these detainees who haven't actually committed a crime, it looks like. Well, that's right. Uh, well, and you, you imagine if uh, Otago University was transplanted uh, somewhere in the middle of Australia, how many of the uh, Scarfies would end up being uh, getting uh, convictions for drugs and then ending up on the, on the detention ce- in the detention centre? You know, you, you're right. There's some real low-level um, uh, offences going on there, and um, you know, it's it's just it's just mind-boggling that this was happening. Uh, in a in a first world country, uh, you know, I, I'm just dumbfounded, and I can't understand why our prime minister is so weak. Uh, with it, you know, just has no moral compass, no moral fibre. Um, it, it's just we want, you know, we want someone to lead us, someone who's going to lead all New Zealanders, not just All Blacks, but you know, the the, the refresh, the the poor, the impoverished, the uh, the homeless. Um, you know, we, we we want a real leader. We don't just want somebody who um, flits from engagement to engagement and photo op to photo op, um, and think that's been prime ministerial. Well, you know, uh, we really appreciate what you're doing, and just like with uh, you know when you stepped in uh, for those prisoners uh, with the scandals happening with Circo, it's not always the most um, politically popular. And you open yourself to attacks, um, you know, of sympathizing with criminals. Now, saying you back the rapists when, in fact, there aren't any, that's going too far. And, uh, you know, good on you, Kia Kaha, to you for saying what is obvious and what you believe. And I think that's going to pay dividends for you and keep on doing it. Uh, Thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity to, to put my point of view forward. Excellent. I'm sure it won't be the last time we hear from you. Cheers, Kelvin. Thank you. Thank you. That was Kelvin Davis, Labor Party Member of Parliament for Titai Tokarau.